Hold up. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here. And it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt free. Hello, Fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello, Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at HelloFresh.com. I'm Kylie Camps, and welcome to the podcast. This space is dedicated entirely to making a difference in the lives of women. I believe we all have a right and a responsibility to truly live our best lives. It all begins with curiosity, changing our thinking, and cultivating more self love. Through thoughtful conversations and shared experiences, I really hope that you can take something away from this podcast. I'm a business owner, a speaker, a sleep consultant, and mum of twin boys. I've also recently completed some training in the cognitive behavioral therapy space, and I'm super, super passionate about the ability that we all have to really improve our days. And ultimately, when we take ownership of improving our days, we're really improving our whole life. So let's get stuck into today's episode. Today's podcast is brought to you by Nutra Organics. I've been partnered with Nutra Organics for years now, and I'm always very excited when they launch a new product because I have met this team. I've sat around a table with them. I've had lots of interactions and I know how results driven, but also how customer centric this company is. So I know when they are launching a product, it is not on a whim. It's because they know there is a market for it and they stand behind what they create. So when I found out they were creating a collagen balm, I was very excited because I am someone who loves to lather on moisturizer. It is part of my identity. Honestly, I think that anytime you can have a nice shower, then just smother yourself in a quality moisturizer. It feels so good. I'm always putting balms on my feet and then putting socks on. I love a thick balm for my cuticles and also for my lips. I remember years ago, maybe eight years ago, I was talking with a makeup artist. It was actually to do with my wedding because I was saying that I wanted to find a lipstick that would stay on my lips and not kind of settle into the cracks. And she really, really drilled into me the importance of lip care, of always having your lips moisturized and nourished. And she spoke so much about this that it has stuck with me. I am a lip balm junkie. I'm always applying it. I love it when my lips feel hydrated and it really does make a difference when you are wearing lipstick because it just doesn't settle into the cracks of your lips. And so collagen balm. When I found out Nutra Organics was bringing this out, I was so excited and they have delivered. So they have two different I was going to say scents, but perhaps flavors. I don't know what the right term is. They have a natural collagen balm and a vanilla collagen balm. I love the vanilla one out of the two. The natural is nice as well, but I I love a vanilla scent. So it's a deeply moisturizing lip and body balm. You can use it on your cuticles, over your whole body. It's meant to be great for stretch marks and also just the overall texture of your skin. 
It has a unique soul C collagen peptide in it. It works its magic by absorbing into the skin and also forming a protective barrier on the surface of your skin to create a plumper and smoother complexion and pout. It's also rich in fatty acids thanks to the inclusion of shea butter, which is known for its healing properties and ability to renew and protect the skin against harsh elements. So a lot of you will be familiar with the benefits of collagen because Nutra Organics also has their collagen powders, which I am a huge fan, particularly of collagen build. I put that in my coffee, in my tea. It's a great way to get an extra whack of protein into my day because if I'm not adding this in, I really do struggle to get anywhere close to the amount of protein I would like to be consuming so that I can feel good and function well. So collagen balm, check it out. You can also use my discount code, which is Kylie15, all in capitals, and you will get 15% off. It is $24.95 before the discount code is applied. So it's quite an affordable product and a little bit goes a very long way. I have a little jar of it in my handbag and another jar of it upstairs in my bathroom. And yeah, I really enjoy this product. You can also apply it over your whole face as a bit of a mask if you want to as well. So don't forget to check out Collagen Balm and also Collagen Build or Collagen Beauty. Those are two products you ingest. You can put them in your smoothies, your tea, your coffee, your dinner, whatever you like. Discount code Kylie15. So head to NutraOrganics.com.au and that code again, Kylie15. All right. Let's get stuck into today's episode. Today's podcast is a solo episode. Before I dive into having a general chat with you, it feels really, really, I guess, tone deaf to not address just how sad I think so many of us are feeling right now with everything that is unfolding over in Afghanistan and, of course, not to mention everything that's happening I mean, it's a global pandemic, but also everything that is happening locally to us as Australians, like it's all just a lot. It's a lot. And I definitely don't feel educated enough at all to speak on these topics. I shared a few slides over on my stories today just saying I feel so sad. I feel like I'm going to cry just saying it. Um... I tend to steer quite clear of the news and I guess the more I think about it, the more I wonder if that's quite, I don't know, obnoxious in a way to steer clear of the news and kind of just put my head down and my bum up. I guess I have been like that for a couple of reasons and sometimes you can only take on small amounts of information and perhaps, I I don't know, I don't know what it is, but I just, well, I do know what it is. Everything that's unfolding and happening is so devastating. It's really, really hard to conceptualize and understand and make room for things that are so tragic happening in parts of our world and then our life kind of going on as normal. It's really, it's just hard to hold both of those things at once. And I was chatting with um, Jordan, who works for me, about this. And we were both just saying, like, you feel, well, we feel anxious and sad and worried. And then you feel guilty for feeling anxious and sad and worried because we have it so good. 
and it's there's so many layers there's so many layers of entitlement and privilege and it's just a lot I feel like my head is spinning today as I'm seeing these images come in from Afghanistan and then there's also all of the anti-vaxxers and everything like it's just it's a lot it's a lot right now And I just wanted to mention it because I know that there will be people listening who are also struggling to just make space for it all, to know what to do, how to cope, how to explain it to kids, and also make room for their own daily worries. And then the guilt that you feel for having those daily worries, I I would imagine that my therapist would say to me that feeling guilty for feeling how you feel is really not helpful. So, yeah, I don't know. I just wanted to mention that before I get stuck into talking about things that pale in comparison in terms of importance. But here we are. This is this is the thing with us as humans. We keep putting one foot in front of the other, regardless of what's going on in the world. And even that makes my head spin. But here we are. So this is a solo episode and I intended to record this episode a couple of days ago, but we have since gone into lockdown here in northern New South Wales. And I feel as though it was just a matter of time because just over the border there in Queensland, they were in lockdown. Sydney and Greater Sydney, the regions, um, they've been in lockdown as well. And I almost feel as though here in this regional northern area of New South Wales, we've all kind of been like, shh, like that Bjork film clip, you know, that everything's so quiet like no one you know no one mention it no one draw attention to us and maybe we'll keep going under the radar but then Byron went into a lockdown and then since other regional areas have as well so that's why I've not recorded this podcast episode as yet because I've had the boys home it's not been a normal working week at all and again this is one of those things that keeps crossing my mind it's like what even is normal now It blows my mind that my boys don't bat an eyelid now that people everywhere are wearing masks. It's their normal. They're so used to it from last year. And there are kids that have been born who, you know, may not have ever interacted with another child because of lockdowns here and lockdowns all around the world. So the boys are not going to school. They will still be going to their dad's house because it's my understanding. And I've done a fair bit of research on this and also just checked with some um, legal professionals that I know when you have custody arrangements in place that overrides lockdown regulations. So the kids will still be going to their dad's house. So I will just be catching up and getting as much work done in that time period because I will not be surprised at all if lockdown extends past this week that we have been given um, initially. Who knows? Definitely not me. As I've said, I'm not super informed across the topic. I kind of take it one day at a time, but more and more I'm thinking, oh my gosh, I need, I need to be more across this because it's all, I don't know, it's scary. Okay, so I am going to shift gears a little bit. I have finished my eight-week commitment to self, which I've spoken about here on the podcast before. That's done and dusted, long gone, and it's wild how quickly eight weeks really does fly by. During that eight weeks, having weekly therapy was, without doubt, the most powerful component of that commitment to self. Just having a therapist who 
I could see weekly and who she could see me go through the ups and downs of life because one way you can be totally fine and feel like you're the glue and you've got it all together and then the next week you can just feel like oh I'm coming apart and I can't do it all so it's been really really great to build that relationship with my therapist and she's incredible I feel as though I have hit the therapist jackpot and because I have said that, now people in my life are all going to see her as well, which of course she can neither confirm nor deny, but they tell me I know. And I don't know, it just feels, it feels really good to have that commitment to myself to sit down and talk. And it's not been one particular issue. It's been a lot of moving parts. I feel as though now at 34, I was about to say mid thirties. And I always hold on to it and be like, it's, I'm still early thirties. Like I'm late early thirties, but I'm 34. And I feel like at this time in my life, having gone through a divorce and all of the trauma that goes along with that. And again, saying divorce trauma in the same episode as speaking about everything that's happening in the world and what's going on in Afghanistan feels a bit fucking stupid but uh, this is life this this is life we hold all different things at once and that's why it can be so overwhelming but just really working through the unraveling I feel as though our life is made up of threads and when you go through hard things you kind of have an opportunity to see these threads unravel and work out which ones you want to grab onto and weave something great out of again or what threads you want to strengthen or what ones that you need to let go you guys know I'm a visual a visual person and so that's how I imagine it and so in therapy it's been all different threads that we've spoken about from childhood beliefs to identity to making peace with certain parts of going through a divorce to dealing with a breakup that then triggered divorce to what do I actually want in a relationship to the guilt that I carry about how much my kids struggle with certain things to did it did it did it did it did it just all these different things so the therapy has been incredible it's hard to sort of pick one thing out and say oh this is the standout takeaway but if I was going to pick one thing I would say for me realizing that probably for the last two years, I have been very, very good at not feeling what's going on at either over-functioning, under-functioning, leaning on behaviors that don't serve me, diving into meeting other people's needs because I've not really felt what I am feeling. And you guys know I love Brene Brown and she speaks about the fact that When we numb the sadness, we also numb the joy. We can't just numb one without numbing the other. And I have really felt so much more joy lately, as well as so much more sadness. Just allowing myself to feel the spectrum of emotions rather than kind of putting on this facade and this armor of going, I'm okay, I'm okay. And, you know, even in my last relationship, I always said, I'm always okay. Like it was kind of a bit of a running joke of, are you all right, babe? Yeah, I'm always okay. Like I am always okay. That's kind of just the label I gave myself of being like, yep, 
I can move forward. I've got this. I can handle anything. Nothing's going to break my stride. Just busting out into a 90s song. Um, but that's not always the case. I don't always have it. I'm not always okay. And rather than saying I'm okay, just allowing myself to feel whatever is there. And so there's definitely been a lot of loneliness and not loneliness in the company way because I can have for me now in lockdown. I can't, although my girlfriend just messaged me and said, who are you going to choose as your one nominated person? Because singles now, right now at this stage of lockdown where I am, singles are allowed one nominated person to come in and out of the household. I guess that's like a bit of a... I don't know. I'm not even going to go there. I was going to say conjugal visits, but that's not true. Just one person to even come for friendship and keep you sane is so important. And so the loneliness that I have, I've been feeling is not that surface level company loneliness. It's a deep loneliness in parenting. And that makes me so sad. And so I've really been feeling that a lot more, um, just everything. And I was saying to my therapist, I can tell that I've made progress in feeling things more because the other day the boys and I were watching previews for, I don't know, Disney movies. It must have been on the Disney channel. And we watched the preview for Mighty Ducks and I was sobbing <laughs> the preview of Mighty Ducks, the new Mighty Ducks, which maybe even makes it worse because it is, we didn't watch it. It looks so cheesy. It looks terrible. It's got the mum out of Gilmore Girls in it, Lauren Graham, I think her name is. Like, I was sobbing watching this preview. I'm just feeling so much more like that character in Mean Girls where she says, I've just got all of these feelings. That is me after eight weeks of therapy. It's actually been longer than eight weeks. It must be coming up to like 11 and I'm going to keep going as well now. So I just wanted to mention that because I spoke about the eight-week commitment to self and why I choose the word commitment, not the word challenge. I have done that framework. It is going to be free. It is going to be available very soon. It should have been available by now, but things have kind of gone out the window a little bit of late just with a few different moving parts, but it is, it's there, it's finished. You just don't have access to it right now, but I'm hoping that you will in a couple of days. If you do want access to that free framework, go to the Kind Parenting Company website, Website, excuse me, go to the coming soon tab and put your email address in. That is the only way you will get access to this free framework. And I think we have about 2000 people already who have signed up. So go put your email address in. I promise to only send you good things. Those good things will be early bird discounts, invitations, um, event news, giveaways, all of that sort of stuff and any free resource. Okay, next up, I wanted to talk about contribution and a little visual that I drew for the boys this week because I always talk to them about how important it, how important it is to contribute to the family unit. I noticed years ago that I would say things like, could you help mum X, Y, Z, like help mum by putting your clothes in the dirty clothes basket, or could you please give me a hand by bringing your plate up to the dishwasher or whatever it is. And I caught myself and I thought just that subtle language of saying, help me, like help me do this shit for you didn't feel right. 
And I'm very passionate about trying to set them up to be great in relationship as they get older and also just to be good humans and have awareness. And I don't want them to grow up in a household where their mum does everything for them or their mum is super grateful for any time they lift a finger because I just think that's a bit of a silly narrative to keep passing on. This is on my mind because when I've spoken at events and I'll talk about the importance of women looking after themselves and filling up their own cup, so many women will put their hands up and say they don't know how to do it. They don't know how to prioritize themselves. And that opens up a conversation about the household they grew up in. Did their mum put their own needs first? And more often than not, it's a big fat no. And I mean, another story sticks in my mind about a mum that would never eat strawberries and her family just thought that she didn't like strawberries and then one day she said to them no I love I love strawberries they're just expensive and I don't so I don't eat them I save them for you guys so self-sacrificing anyway back to contribution I use that word rather than saying it's chores or you're helping me and so we were speaking about what it's going to look like during lockdown And one of my boys in particular is very visual. He has what I would describe as a photographic memory. I can think of like 10 instances off the top of my mind just recently where he has recalled something so clearly visually that it's incredible. Um, But anyway, he... He was having an interaction with his brother. His brother was asking him to play a game that he wanted to play. And my other little guy was a hard no. He was like, no, no, not doing it, not doing it. And this is quite a common sort of um, situation between my two boys. One tends to be a bit more passive and will go along with what his brother wants. Whereas the other is a little bit more naturally self-centered and doesn't find it as easy to put himself out but put himself you know what I mean by out is inconvenience himself he's not likely to do that for anyone he's always looking for the benefits for himself not an amazing quality but it's one that I observe in him and so this dynamic was happening where the one who's slightly more passive lately was asking his brother to play with him he was saying no 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 didn't want to do it I don't want to do it. I'm not doing it. And I was trying to explain to him that there are so many times as a family when we do something that we don't want to do, we compromise and it's a gift. It's a gift to the other person and it is a gift to the family unit. And he was just looking at me like I was speaking French. And so I sat down with them both and I drew a bucket and on the bucket I wrote lockdown And then I wrote, I started writing things above the bucket and arrows going down towards it. So things we were going to put into this lockdown bucket. It's a family bucket. What are we putting into it? I said things like extra audiobooks. I'm being a lot more liberal with buying more audiobooks right now because they love them. Normally I kind of pace them out a little bit, but kind of been like yep you finished that one great you want another one let's go for it so more audiobooks is something I've been contributing as is more screen time I've been contributing that because I'm normally a little bit more firm with how much time they spend on screens they don't actually have iPads at my house but screens in terms of TV 
um, or they do have a Nintendo Switch, so they might play that. Um, or on my computer, one of them really likes this math game called Prodigy. So I was listing out things that I'm putting in there. Um, more time outside. I'm sacrificing some work things, reshuffling stuff around. And then I asked them to think about what they're contributing. And they came up with some great things. I probably should have bought the drawing upstairs. But we just wrote down all of these different things, including playing games with your brother. And that seemed to unlock something for him in understanding that we're all putting things in to this group project, into this bucket, this family lockdown bucket. And I know that our lockdown here right now is only a week at the moment. That could change. We obviously had much longer last year. But the visual representation really has clicked with him. And I've heard his brother and him both reference it today in conversation. So I don't know whether that's helpful. Maybe it is for someone out there when it comes to talking to your kids who might be young, primary school aged, boys or girls, trying to explain to them that you're. Hold up. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here, and it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt-free. Hello Fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan-crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at hellofresh.com. All doing your bit and draw their attention to the things that you're doing. You are not a infinite resource of giving there's got to be give and take it's not a case of tit for tat I'll do x and you'll do y but just a general consensus of we're all part of this team and I think giving kids ownership of their contribution is really powerful and we all learn so differently. Some people learn through words. Other people are more visual. Sometimes people have to do it over and over again themselves. But just on the off chance that you are raising a little visual learner, then drawing that bucket or whatever you want it to be. It doesn't have to be a bucket. It can be a present. It can be a tree. You can add branches to it, whatever it is. But it's a pretty, um, you know, safe little activity to do it's only going to take you 10 or so minutes and you'll know whether it's effective or not and you can display that bucket somewhere that tree somewhere as a reminder as a prompt also just speaking of audio books as i mentioned we've been going through a bit more a few more oh, also guys it's 9 30 at night so excuse me if i'm all tongue-tied i'm a bit useless at night um, the boys and their audiobooks. We have done all of the Harry Potter books through a couple of times to the point where the boys started to develop a slight British accent because they are read by Stephen Fry. We've moved through the Harry Potter phase and the boys have gone through a lot of Diary of a Wimpy Kid books by Jeff Kinney. They thought that they were hilarious and then they also enjoyed being able to watch the movies as well. Now they are on to the Funny Kid series, which are a Australian series by Matt Stanton and the boys crack up. 
they are glued to the speaker listening to these books and they properly laugh like belly laugh funny kid is um yeah there's all different different iterations and it is quite humorous we've also been watching a lot more tv than usual but one movie that was a bit of a standout was the jungle cruise which is on disney plus it's got the rock and emily blunt in it it's kind of like a watered down indiana jones type family adventure movie there are a few kind of pop out slightly spooky I guess kind of moments if you have much younger children but my two loved it they sat there glued to it the whole time and it was a really really nice movie just just to watch so if you need a recommendation for a kids movie maybe check out Jungle Cruise. Sticking in line with things to recommend I've just finished a book that I absolutely loved and it has really changed the way that I think about going on dates I was going to go into that book here, but I have since decided not to because I had an email come through confirming that I now have an interview with the author of that book. So I will wait to dissect that book and share my thoughts about it when I'm speaking to the author, which I am really, really looking forward to. When I get a book that I just feel really invested in, I get really excited by that. I'm a definite, um, you guys know that, definite bookworm. So I will leave the book recommendation until I have her on. I will, though, say for the first time maybe ever, I watched a TV series, like binged it. I never do that. I find it hard to sit through a movie. I find it hard to sit through TV a TV series It's really, really uncommon that a TV series grabs me and I'm just like, oh, I need to know what happens. I absolutely must know. And I'm probably a little bit late to the party on this recommendation. Some of you will likely roll your eyes and be like, yes, Kylie, we've all watched that. But if like, I can't be the only person that hasn't seen it and I've only just watched it. So I'm going to talk about it. And that is a series on Netflix called The Mayor, or called Mayor of Easttown, not The Mayor, Mayor, M-A-R-E, as in that's her name, Mayor. I think it's short for Mar- like Marianne or Meredith, but I loved this series. It's a little bit dark. It's a classic kind of whodunit crime type thriller series and it has Kate Winslet in it and I forgot how incredible of an actress Kate Winslet is probably because I don't watch anything so how would I be reminded but she plays this role so well she plays a detective in a small town and this small town east town is based off I think it was Pennsylvania type vibes (laughs) not that I've been there but I think that's what it was based off and this town just feels very real small town everyone is all entwined there's lots of relatives everyone knows everyone but the characters just feel very real even though it's a twisty story and it's kind of like oh as if that would happen or whatever I mean the truth is often stranger than fiction. So when you're watching something that's fiction going, oh, as if that would happen, weirder things have happened. So the characters feel really real. They feel very lived in. I think whoever did the costumes for this series, like the wardrobe, 
just nailed it. They did such a great job because it feels really insular and like a town that's kind of a little bit trapped in time. And yeah, I don't know if that's making sense, but that's how I would describe it. They're, all of the characters are very flawed as well, which makes them feel more real too. And Kate Winslet just carries so many layers of grief and trauma and inner turmoil that she wears like an armor. But she's super compassionate. She's just a really interesting character. So she plays a detective and she is working on a murder. Um, what else? Guy Pierce is in it. And I find Guy Pierce very attractive. And he says that he's 52 in it. And I'm like, hmm, Kylie, when did we reach the age where a 52 year old is seeming very attractive? I don't know, but here we are. Um, so many scenes in this series, I was properly having like a visceral reaction where I would say, no, no, I don't know. I was just really in it. And that doesn't happen often for me. Um, I will say though, that I picked who it was. I picked it from, I think the second episode, maybe even the first episode, which is a strange gift that again, like Kate Winslet's acting, I kind of forgot that I had. I used to read a lot of crime books and watch a lot of crime shows and maybe I developed an eye or a knack for, um, like the writing style. And I often think, why is that character in there? And, I don't know, my mind goes a million miles an hour and I did pick it. So it was kind of satisfying at the very end to be like, hmm, I did get that one. But yeah, I enjoyed it. It is dark. It is not a family friendly um, series. It's an adult one for sure, but I really, really enjoyed it. And now switching gears to something I have not enjoyed. And I recognize that the reason this interaction not that I don't know if it, if you can call it an interaction if it's one-sided but I recognize that the reason that this has pissed me off is likely to do with the fact that I've had experiences lately of really feeling I don't know feeling the the enormity of I don't, I don't know how to word this delicately I guess I'm a little more sensitive to men being entitled lately and to feeling or noticing feelings of oppression that has to do with males thinking that they are more important, more valuable than females. So that's been going on for me just in the background. And then this interaction that happened the other week just left me feeling what I can only describe as ragey. And so perhaps if this hit me on a different day or a different week, it wouldn't bother me as much, but maybe it's also to do with working on some childhood beliefs, also understanding the stress response of fawning. A lot of us understand and are familiar with the concept of fight, flight, freeze. When we are in a stressful situation, we either have an urge to fight, um, which might be confrontational like fighting, actually physically fighting or fighting with our words or our body language, flight, running away, fleeing the scene or freezing, becoming immobile and perhaps disassociating, making yourself small and just waiting for it to be over. 
there is also another response which is called fawning. And fawning is when, as a stress response, we then tend to pander towards the person that is making us have that response. So if we feel threatened rather than going into fight, flight or freeze, you might turn around and try and make that person more comfortable, make yourself more agreeable, please that person, give the person the reaction that you think they want as a way of keeping yourself safe. And the more I learn and understand about this, the more I can recognize I have certainly done that throughout my life, especially as a flight attendant, when pilots would make inappropriate comments, have inappropriate conversations, um, the way that I would often respond was kind of fawning. I, and I, it feels yuck to say that, but I don't know, just the more I understand that's a stress response, the more comfortable I am with admitting that and speaking about that. And so anyway, these messages came through and it pissed me off and it gave me a sense of this person thinks they are so entitled and they are expecting me to be grateful for them getting in touch with me. But also, I almost feel as though there's an expectation that I should be so lucky or I should be so stupid as to think that this person is getting in touch because of the reason that they mention. I don't know if that makes sense. And again, I don't know. I don't presume. I am presuming, (laughs) Um, but I shouldn't assume to know this person's intention, but I do think it's quite clear. And so anyway, this person, this man is a ex-professional footballer. And so he slid into my DMs one day and I've not responded to these, but I'm going to read them to you. So he slid into my DMs. Morning, Kylie. I had to write a message when I noticed that your bio says solo parent of twins. I too am a solo parent of twins. I look after my boys the majority of the time. Challenges, no doubt, but I wouldn't change it for the world. Go twins right? And I didn't respond. I have a lot of direct messages. I have over a hundred direct message requests. Most of them are from women and I try and get back to everyone, but it takes time. That same day, a couple of hours later, keep strong. I am solo too. I'd love to hear more about your thoughts. If you speak about it in your podcast, the next day, reaching out again, not a pest. Please know this. You're doing an awesome job. And again, I know that these messages seem innocuous, but the fact that they just keep coming, they just keep coming. And I don't think the intention is really to tell me that I'm doing a good job. And again, that's just me speaking completely candidly. Then another message. Well, I tried. He, he, he. Another message. If you do need a hand or advice on twins, don't hesitate to reach out. I'm a solo parent of twins too good luck. And then the fist bump emoji. The, well, I tried, like, what the, like, what am I, what? And then if you do need a hand or advice on twins, don't hesitate to reach out, to reach out to you, stranger. Um, and then another message after that, the next day or a couple of, mom, I can't tell. That might've been maybe two days later. I hope someday we meet I feel we have a lot in common. So I haven't replied to those messages, but to me, 
when I received them as sort of a barrage of messages, I kind of feel like, do you think I'm stupid? Like not for one second do I think that this man is reaching out to a single father with twins wanting to connect with him. Maybe, maybe he is, but I don't think so because the he he, well, I tried which he he, I just don't know if grown men should be using he he anyway. Um, oh, that sounds a bit mean, doesn't it? But here we are. It just annoyed me. It made me think, does this guy really think that I'm going to spend time sharing my thoughts? Oh, and that's not even the rest of it. So then he also found me on LinkedIn. I'm going to bring it up and bring up the message. Um, So he found me, oh gosh, where is it? Hang on. Sorry, I wanted to pull up the exact message. So he found me on LinkedIn as well. And I am not active on LinkedIn. The only reason I saw this message is because it comes through via an email and I recognize the name and I thought, surely not. Surely this message, this email from LinkedIn titled Solo Parent from a man of the same name, surely not. Surely he's read the room. Hi Kylie, not sure how active you are on here, but I thought I'd message you anyways. I came across you on Instagram, and what stood out was being a solo parent of twins. If you speak about it on your next podcast, let me know. I'd be keen to hear your thoughts, etc. Oh, I just, I, I don't, I don't know. Like I'm all for someone shooting their shot. <laughs> I really am, but I would much rather someone. And I don't know if that sounds. Um, ridiculous of me, but I don't think, I don't think this ex-footballer is trying to connect with single dads of twins for the reason of wanting to hear someone's thoughts on parenting. And it kind of made me think, do you think I'm that silly? And also, are you expecting me to fawn? Is that the response? Like, oh, he, 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 yes, I'd love to take time and share my thoughts on parenting with you as well as share my thoughts on my podcast. But dear stranger who I don't know, yes, I would love to specifically speak with you. I don't know. I don't know if I sound bitter at the risk of sounding bitter. I'm going to leave this bit in the podcast. Um, Oh, and then guys, and then I log into Hinge. And yes, I have a Hinge account because what's a gal to do? For those that don't know what that is, go and listen to the online dating episode that my girlfriend Anna and I did a couple of episodes back and I log into freaking Hinge and he's there and he has sent me a message on Hinge. (laughs) I was like, what? What is going on? Read the room. Read the room. And so I don't know. Like I, I think one of my personality traits is that I tend to be able to see both sides to everything. And sometimes that leaves me feeling as though I don't know what my opinion is because I'm very open-minded. And I really, really do give people the benefit of the doubt. And I don't know, I'm just not. I'm just not in this situation. And again, it's probably just the tip of the iceberg of feeling a bit ragey because I've been feeling like men just don't understand a lot of the imbalances that are happening. And yeah, I just felt like, don't treat me like I'm a fool. Don't treat me like I'm silly or as though you're expecting me to be so grateful. Yeah. Anyway, I'll leave this bit in the podcast because I'm just speaking frankly and directly. 
I probably could do a whole other podcast episode and Anna and I have toyed with this idea of doing another podcast episode speaking a little bit more about online dating because it is a minefield. There are the men that speak in third person. There are the men that it's, it's a lot. It's a lot, a lot. And it's also getting late. So I will stop there. I do have a few questions that have come through via Instagram. So I will answer those now and then I'm going to put myself to bed. Okay, one of the questions that came through is how to deal with your child having loyalty conflict after a divorce. I think it's important that you have a third party therapist that you're working with to really talk through your own specific case, your own specific dynamics, because there may be so many things at play, you know, things like step siblings, distance, the level of conflict between parents, all of that stuff kind of goes into, um, it's the information that you need to consider when when thinking about loyalty and conflict after divorce, I will say one of the most important things is to really speak highly of the other person because your child will internalize any discomfort that they hear about the other parent and take it personally or want to gain some sort of control back. So really only speaking highly of the other parent when you're talking to your kids about the other person or even just by osmosis. If you're having a conversation with a girlfriend in the kitchen, you're having a cup of tea and you are bad-mouthing their parent, don't think that kids are so silly that they don't know what's going on. Kids absorb everything. So just keep that in mind. Try and stay in integrity and it can be tough at times, but that would be my one tip. Um loyalty conflict. Yeah, you don't want to make the kids feel as though they have to choose a side. Question number two that I will answer is, can you suggest some snacks? Okay, I will say something I've been eating lately that I really, really like are these sandwich thins, either the sourdough ones or the seeded ones. It's like very thin bread. I feel a bit gross sometimes after having bread, but because this bread is so thin, sandwich thins, I don't know, I seem to be able to handle it quite well. Having that toasted with hummus and then smoked salmon on top and then some hemp seeds and salt, I've been loving that as afternoon tea or lunch um, just to get me through. Been enjoying that as a snack. What else? I'm really basic when it comes to food. I like frozen bananas, which we spoke about on my episode with Tabitha Fennell because she said I should not be eating anything frozen. Um, That's a whole other conversation. But yeah, I'm not very exciting when it comes to snacks. But another one I will share, not a snack per se, but if you are a tea drinker, definitely try the vanilla Roy boy Roy boy is that how you say it I'm probably butchering it um there's a I think it's the Nerida brand Nerida organics Roy boy spelt r-o-o-b-o-i-s I think and vanilla and the reason that's on my mind is one I have a cup of it sat here next to me but one of my girlfriends said that I put it on my stories and she has since been buying it and she is obsessed with it she said every night she has a cup and she loves it So that's another good one. And I just have mine with a little bit of oat milk and I just get it from Coles or Woolies. 
I had a couple of questions asking to share playlists. So I shared a really great 90s one not too long ago in these episodes and so many of you tagged me in your stories listening to it. I've since been listening to the 90s slash noughties, like 90s slash 00s ultimate hip hop playlist on Spotify. It's not my playlist. It's just one that I really like. And I've been listening to that when I work out and it gives me um, nostalgia for high school. (laughs) Like it's got, um, what was the song this morning? Oh, that Cassie song, Me and You. It's got Dip It Low. It's just, just a really good time if you are around my age bracket. So I've been playing that for my workouts. When I'm not working out the music that I'll have on through the house, it's just the Leon Bridges playlist. I so enjoy his voice and his songs. I just, yeah, I'm, I'm very into his music right now. And last but not least, I've got a few questions asking about the new project and when they will be revealed. They are so close to being revealed. (laughs) I'm really excited. I have received the draft concepts for my podcast covers, podcast cover, but there are eight concepts to choose from. And I love them. I love them all. I'm not sure how I'm going to choose just one, but I will. I've chosen music for the new podcast. There's a new name. There's a new website that has some other things attached to it that I think you're really going to like if you do enjoy the podcast. So again, to stay up to date, you can go and sign up at thekindparentingcompany.com. There is a tab that says coming soon. Enter your email address in there and then you will stay notified of the new project. Um, But yeah, very, very, very excited. I will say that what we've been working on, I think is life-changing. Life-changing for individuals. Yeah. Anyway, I am so tired, so I'm going to end it there. I will answer the rest of these questions over on Instagram stories. It would mean the world to me if you take a screenshot and tag me at Kylie Camps pop it up on your Instagram and I will reshare as well. I appreciate you listening to the podcast. There will likely be one more episode and then I will take a break until we'll be back with the new podcast. Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well. HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan-crusted chicken or garlic-butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. Mm. 